Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Woody Allen Retrospective. <laughs> As you can see, we're actually going to finally do that rainy day in New York discussion slash review. But before that, I just want to say thanks for hanging in all this time. Got a lot of requests to cover this one. This review discussion isn't going to be like our normal ones. It's going to be a lot more loose, a lot more candid. And for some reason, Simon Rad and our special guest, William Hicks, didn't understand how to hold a microphone to their goddamn mouth. So it's a bit echoey, it's a bit crazy, and a lot of people don't appreciate how unsophisticated this podcast is. Well, this episode is definitely one of the more, the most unsophisticated of all. <laughs> so uh, lay back, enjoy. I had to edit the hell out of this one. But um, before I go, I do want to say, we're going to do not one, but two recordings, two discussions for Woody Allen's autobiography, Apropos of Nothing. We're going to have a serious one, which I'm really looking forward to. And then we're going to have another very, very loose one, pretty much like this one. But the next recording will be will be a bit more serious. So anyway, without, uh, without a much more ado, if that's how you say it, let's get on with the rainy day review. Finally, and again, caution it gets a bit silly. Hey guys, welcome back to the Willie Allen Retrospective <laughs> Podcast. It is I, Donald Wanda. You guys have been waiting for this for so long. So many requests. So much has happened. It's 2020. Me and Simon had the last time we both spoke about Woody Allen, it was the best and worst discussion. Do you remember that, Simon? No. <laughs> that, that shit ain't precious to me, but I'm ha happy that you remember. You know, you're, you, have so, you have so much in common with Woody Allen. I know. That's why you're a fan. <laughs> That's a big offense to him, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, maybe not the looks and not the paycheck, but yeah, okay. This recording is a little bit different because we've got a third guest. We'll just introduce him now. You've heard him on other podcasts before. You've all been asking for it. So... Is that your sexy oh. boy? fucking your podcast up now, man. He's just like... This is who you are. I love uh, it. Just I'm, William just... Hicks. Yeah, Will Hicks. Will Hicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Medical professional extraordinaire. Uh, medical professional. Last yeah. time you was on any of our projects, it was for the <laughs> wonderful Captain Marvel discussion. I still haven't seen, you that. Were I still seen that film yet. You so uh, about me, Captain me Marvel's ass you know, oh, is, it, is it firm enough? <laughs> I'm waiting for a comeback for that, and then uh, you know, back off. It's still just flat. What's the term? Flat as a pancake. Yeah. Oh god. It's not bad though. This is the, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, getting back to Woody Allen. So yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. so much is happening with Woody Allen. People want us to talk about this movie that had been postponed. Amazon screwed Woody. Woody sued them. Then they settled. So now Woody was able to release the movie in other regions, and now the movie's out. It's been out for a while. I mean, I've. I saw the movie a while ago. Me and Simon watched it together again about a couple of weeks ago. And now we're going to just do our official review for the movie. And then we're going to have an open discussion about everything else. So Simon, do you mind? And Will, you saw the movie as well in person, right? I saw about, what, 20 minutes of it? And then I had to go to work. But um, what I saw of it, I'll let you know. I'll let All you right. know. My, and All what right. you guys have told... 
Well, what this this also next to me has uh, told me about the film, I will let you know. I, I, yeah, I'll give you my little. No little pressure on me. Yeah. Just do the whole fucking review, and then you guys can have a little discussion. Okay. Well, just in case you guys don't know, and this is the first time we're listening to this podcast, which makes no sense, really. This is part of a retrospective. Me and Simon have watched every single Woody Allen movie up to 50. He's up, I think his next movie is his 50th movie. This time we're going to talk about 2018. So any day in New York? 20, I don't know what, you, I don't know what year I you want to put on it now. I don't know if it's 18 or 19. I but it 19, it, it's it? the one after uh, Wonder Wheel. Yes. And it stars Timothy Chalamet, Elle Fanning, uh, Jude Law, Lev Schreiber... I'm missing Selena Gomez and one other actor we'll get to later because I don't think she's billed properly and she's probably one of the best parts of the movie. Anyway, so a short synopsis of the movie so we can get out of the way. Uh, two college students go into New York City because one of them, Elle Fanning's character, is going to see a film director to interview him. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is the, the boyfriend in the couple and he goes on these trysts around New York. It's raining in New York. He gets into all these hijinks. Selena Gomez, Jude Law. It's, it's one of these movies, I don't want to compare it to Pulp Fiction, but it's a day in a city. All this stuff are going around. You intermingle with all these other characters. <laughs> Man, <that laughs> to Pulp Fiction. I was like, so what the that, fuck? Just, a, just a movie where it's set in a day <laughs> and you jump around characters. You know what, you're like, be careful of that, yeah. Because yeah. if you're an actual movie reviewer, Woody Allen will be like, oh, put that shit on the poster here. Yeah. Any day in New York, quote, just like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> don't wonder. Every motherfucker coming out now. Just like, remember. Just I'm remember, this is guy. Planet I mean, Tyro. Planet Tyro. You know, you know what Tyro means, right? I don't read. So, <laughs> well, there you go. That's my point. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. So I can make yeah. such a silly comparison to Pulp Fiction to Woody Allen. Well, I'm know? interested to, uh, to cut you off. I'm yeah. interested to see why you think that. What, what exactly? Just I just said, said it. Because it's, uh, placed, it takes place during one day. So what you should have said is like any day that takes place in a single day. Like any movie. Yeah. Name another one. Name a better example. A one Fine Day. George Clooney and... Um... Oh, I've got loads. Catwoman. Boo. You've got, <laughs> got Judgment Night. Yeah, yeah, that happens at one. You've got loads of films that happen at all one right. night. Let's just move on for the fact yeah, that we, that we, we all fucked up yeah, now. Exactly. All right, we all fucked no, up. I didn't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so before, before we talk about how we feel about the movie, I just want to say the reception to the movie has been very strange because... When the movie was first being produced, there was all these, um, oh, because the, the actors Woody hired are so young. Oh, it's Woody again, lacking young girls. A lot of misinformation with the movie, a lot of hullabaloo. And in a way, it kind of raised the movie's desire to, to be seen. Like, oh my God, Woody's done it again. And But I'll just say that I think a lot of hot air, because after all this time, after all this waiting, there's a big Woody Allen fan and this movie was extremely disappointing, <laughs> to say the least, for me personally. But uh, Simon, okay, so you look like it, you look like it's one of your favorites. Uh, onto the actual <laughs> review, you know. Thank you for sticking out so long. <laughs> uh, the movie, the movie is not exciting for one. That's that's for sure. But um, how can I phrase it in a positive light? So, since I'm reading the Woody Allen book. And when I say reading, I mean listening to the audio book. I propose of nothing with the Allen's autobiography, Simon's yeah. reading. Oh, my God. Anyway, he talks about that when he was young, he used to play cards and win money. And Anthony Charlemagne's character is a kid who's not a fan of school, hates teachers, is bored to college, just wants to spend the day with his girlfriend in New York. But because she's so infatuated with the interview she's doing as a young journalist student, he's stuck in the rain and he gets all, to all these hijinks. And he's also a car player. So from that point of view, it's a bit of a... 
typical Woody on personal stories. So if you're a fan of his mm-hmm. personas, characters, life history, if you're reading a book, it's a nice complimentary to that. Other than that, the people sound fake as hell. It sounds like it's from a different decade. You know, like people don't talk like everyday New Yorkers nowadays. They sound a bit more, I don't want to say posh because that's a British word, but a bit more old school 60s, 70s New Yorkers. Mm. But that plays into the atmosphere of the movie. But the comedy doesn't land as strong because most of the actors aren't that comedic. Selena Gomez is nice on the eyes, but that's about it. And she's supposed to be the big comic relief character. You know, she comes in. Anthony Charlemagne gets pulled into a scene with her where they have to improvise a movie scene kiss. He's like, I got a girlfriend. Very typical Woody Allen stuff. Yeah. But I think what I liked about the movie is that the message is that when you come to New York, the city has its own agenda, which Anthony Charlemagne says, because his relationship with his girlfriend dramatically changes over the course of the film. And this is just one day. And it's sort of like a journey of somebody finding themselves in New York, because New York is a city where... Every second you bump into an adventure. Now, I don't know about the 10 million people living in New York, boring ass lives, if they would agree with it. But according to this movie, if you want to find yourself, you just have to spend the day in in New York. And then your perspective on life, uh, your relationship, and even the relationship you have with your parents and Andrew Charlemagne's character, to his case, his mother, that was a huge influence on his original perspective, can drastically change. And that's the best scene in the movie. Towards the end, the movie with the mom. Uh, sorry, the scene with the mother. Her name's Cherry Jones. Cherry Jones. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. If you don't, if you just watch this from the movie, you pretty much saw the best yeah. of the film. The rest mm. is just filler. Yeah, I mean, I like it when Woody Allen has his stories have an actual plot, where I don't feel like this has a, a real plot. Well, you know, he tends to write these short stories—not short stories, but these notes—and save them yeah in, in that box. drawer we saw <laughs> yeah, in that box and yeah. then later expand it to a whole story maybe or a whole film a whole, yeah. a whole screenplay and it feels like he just took a bunch of them and fi- to fill out time here yeah so he has a basic story that inspired by himself obviously because the character wears his clothes and acts like him and plays cards like he did when he was young so then you add all these short stories of a fiance not liking the way his girlfriend or bride to be laughs and that's a huge problem yeah timothy Charlemagne's friend yeah you know it's like uptown new york because they live in this beautiful apartment everything seems perfect he's like oh what's wrong man what, what's the problem oh there's one thing what is it well the way she laughs i just can't get over it and you're like really motherfucker <laughs> that's it trouble in paradise, man. Trouble in paradise. let's jump to will real quick will what did you think of what you saw because you saw the first yeah. 20 minutes you actually saw the first part well, it's quite interesting hearing him talk about the film I know because I'm intelligent. Yeah. Talk, yeah, so talk to more white people. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay, uh, we'll do. I'll talk to my mum. Um, so it's interesting hearing you guys speak about the film because I saw the first 20 minutes. And also um, the book that you gave You've been like, listening to the Woody Allen autobiography yeah, so, as well. Yeah, uh, listen to um, about, because it's about 12 hours long, the book. So. The audio book. These guys yeah. are lazy. Yeah. It's, it's, de- it's decent. It's decent. Because yeah. I don't know. I know hardly anything about Woody Allen. Except the controversies. Sure. And even that, I barely, I don't really know hardly anything about that either. So, um, listening to it, uh, I listened to the first four hours and then fell asleep and then listened to the bit where it got to the controversies with his life. So, hearing Simon 
talking about the film, it's literally Woody. I know Woody Allen's film's all about his life, but this one sounds just like <laughs> what he did when he was growing up, which is uh, do you know what makes me actually want to see it now? But after the whole movie, it, you want to finish the know, movie because when he was describing it, I was like, and listening to the book, reading the book, whatever, and hearing him describe it, I'll be like, oh, you know what? It sounds, it's basically him. So let's give it a watch. Um, but knowing that for what I saw from the film, the first 20 minutes, it was boring as fuck. It was really dull. The, the, <laughs> the main actor is... Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah, he is not a bad actor. I know this guy hates him. Yeah, Simon hates him for for good reason, to be fair. And I will get into that in a bit. I, I, but yeah. Hate is a strong word. I, I despise <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him. warmer <laughs> he's he, he, of course he's played Willie Allen yeah. um, pretty much like as I say Midnight in Paris all these films because I've only seen about five of Willie mm. Allen's films and about three I've actually finished <laughs> so um, boo go ahead sit down on the podcast <laughs> so you can get a, um, you know a different he hasn't even finished the fucking know. movie what the hell were you guys thinking uh... so look <laughs> the actors were all quite very young yeah, and yeah. the ones that are a bit older look young. Selima Gomez, that her name? Selena. Selena Gomez, Gomez. yeah. Not she, Selima. Selena, Salama Gomez, yeah. She just looked, she looks like 12 years old. Like a doll. Yeah, I don't, and she's not a very good actor. We're just objectifying the hell out of everyone, but yeah, go on. It's just look, well, she's not a good actor. I don't think she's a good no, actor. She, she had no presence or anything Yeah, at she all. didn't have a presence in the movie. Like, she was supposed to be like the ray of light in a rainy day in New York, eh? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, oh, there we go. You know, it was all just, uh, she just stole the job from basically an American actress. That's what I'm trying to say. She is American. Well, yeah, what the hell is wrong with you? That sounds like a racist comment I've ever heard of before. Damn, Simon. Over the wall, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, with a last name Gomez, you know, why can't you give it to somebody with a nice last name, this like is, White? This isn't going very well. Gomez is more American now than, you know, most of the white people's names, but. Yeah. I think you know I'm joking. I wouldn't trade Selena Gomez for another person in that role, except a good actress. Yeah, yeah. She. The thing is, after watching the films, like, like I love Match Point. What me and Sally watched it again recently, and you've got someone like Scott Johansson here, who's, you know, I think very. Beautiful All right, question. So let me stop you there. So if you recast some of these characters, do you think it'll make a difference with the script? Because personally, well, I think the script is the problem, well, the not thing the actors. Oh, there we go. You got the debate where it's like, true. It's all about the direction, and you got. Good directors, you've got a good script, and you've got good actors. Now, you can take one of them out, and you can still have a good movie. True. If you've got good actors, a bad director, and a bad script, you've got, you've got a bad film. A lot of the reviews I read, which I agree with, say that this movie is just completely uninspired. Like, it really yeah. feels like he's going through the motions. Let's say, it's just a, let's say that this movie is a part of Woody Allen's life. There's nothing... It's just too basic. He's probably much just doing the same film he's done... From, I don't know, yeah. I, I haven't seen, I've seen a little bit of Manhattan, Manhattan isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of them. And Annie Hall, I've seen. And it just feels like he's just redoing the same film he's done before. And maybe this whole thing, he's getting older now. It probably is un, unexpired. And I think for what I saw, it was just one a mill. No, I, I sat down, you guys look bored. <laughs> I, I sat down, I was just come from a night shift, I was going off to work again, watched a bit and I was like, what the hell is going on? And you guys like, I don't really know, to be fair, it's just dull and the actors are boring. Yeah. And that's what yeah. and that's what I got I from think, watching the few minutes yeah. I saw. I, I want to be a bit harsh on the movie for the simple fact there's a build up to all the wanting the movie and 
it's been held back, it's been delayed. And Timothy Charlemagne said that, oh, I, he donated his money uh, for the well, for well, his salary. He, he just pussied out, basically. He just, oh, because uh, of the controversy. Yeah. 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 So that, yeah. That's, that was kind of a thing like, to me, that's a bitch ass move because you work with Woody Allen, right? You get a bunch of, it's, it's like street cred. You get a bunch of street cred in Hollywood that you did a Woody Allen movie. Your career immediately gets a boost. And once you have that on your resume, you can come out and play the Me Too card. It's like, oh, I will never work for this monster again. It's, uh, I apologize. I donated all the money. I'm like, motherfucker, you already got the benefits. And now you're throwing him under the bus. Either don't work for them, period. Like, what did you not know when you work for them that you know now? Nothing. You bitch-ass motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing that happened, sorry, the best thing that happened to this film was the whole controversy because people know about it. I don't think people would care. Well, that's another thing. The movie, we're recording this podcast at a time where the coronavirus pandemic is still going on. It's coming to June right now. And there's, there isn't any theatre movies because most of the theatre chains are down, right? So a lot of movies are VOD. Now, this movie was held back by Amazon. No, it wasn't getting distributed anywhere. But all of a sudden, about two weeks ago, it was top of the charts. This movie was everywhere. Woody Allen's movie that was banned is now top of international VOD sales. And I watched the movie and I was just like, this isn't even him even trying. Really, yeah. this is him. This movie is an afterthought. It's like the middle. It's like the it's like a passing scene. This whole movie is like a passing scene of one of his plot-driven movies. And nothing anybody does in the movie is of any consequence. There's nothing that happens in the movie except for Timothy Chalamet's mother that yes. really perks you out even the rain motif like oh rainy day in new york woody allen says even in the book he wanted to shoot a movie in the rain and see how characters act because i forgot what he said there was some specific reason that didn't to me it didn't even in the, in the cinematic way it didn't really add anything to the movie it's like he was trying to get a sort of gimmick for the film but it just didn't do i don't it. want to be harsh and say that but i think what he tried to do didn't come across even with the rain it, at it, all it reminded me of that jason biggs movie they did well uh, anything else anything else yeah uh, where it's it's like a typical story for him but unlike when he did it with diane keaton it doesn't mm. have the same energy i like the idea that uh, the city is a character of its own and it helps timothy charlemagne find himself like you know in new york to find himself because he goes through a character arc. it does change yeah i didn't like the way he did the william persona because it felt like an imitation I thought like when somebody like Owen Wilson did it, he made it his own. Yeah. Or uh, Jesse Eisenberg was quite good. But Again, that's a good point. Yeah, I agree with those two. Like, you know, Scarlett Johansson, these actors are expensive. Now. What's the actor that did the, the, the Merge on Orient Express? I, I hated him in Celebrity because uh, he the, copied... The Welsh guy. Yeah. Was it cele- what was that movie called that he was... Uh, he was Celebrity, yeah. It was Celebrity, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was... Uh, I, I can't remember his name, but he... That don't matter. Yeah. People use Google. Again, I didn't feel like some of the notes hit strong. Even though I like the movie on paper and thinking better about it, I don't hate the movie. I just feel like the strongest scene is the one with the mother because yeah. it involves actual acting. Yeah. Charlemagne just phones it in as the yeah. typical Woody Allen persona. Selena Gomez tries, but she's not an actress. She's a pretty singer and a nice person, but not, you know. I think a movie being forgettable is one of the worst things of all. It's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. I think this movie in its whole filmography is right at the bottom because it's so forgettable. There's nothing about the movie, even the yeah. even a bad movie. Even yeah. you know how much we read on about um what's the movie that mean you don't like at all? The fucking 
the the chicken was it the chicken soup the fish soup no, 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 the the rabbit soup. the rabbit soup Woody yeah. Allen's favorite his own personal favorite movie uh, uh, I forgot what it's called now <laughs> Magic in the Moonlight no no that one that was no, oh good. wait no that, that that's what we call Stardust Memories Stardust Memories that's the one even there's lots of things about the movie that stands out he has good comic scenes stuff like that. but I just feel like some movies hate to say it worst thing I'm gonna say show his age you start to think he's going to see now the movie before Wonder Wheel. I think I was very inspired from the directing, the actors he chose, the writing of the characters. Very, it was like a and play. Ca- and Cafe Society as well. I think those and two yeah. movies were, you know, just two very strong movies back to back. What was the movie movie before that? The one with William Phoenix? Irrational Man. Uh, Irrational Man. Yeah. Uh, again, Even that was ins- I didn't not, love it, but that was inspired. Movie. I felt like because he had a concept, an idea about a murder, you know, and he went with it. To wrap up, honestly, this is the most one of the most forgettable movies Woody Allen's ever made. <laughs> Personally, I was disappointed. It's but... an easy watch, though. So, is it easy? Is it boring? It's like yeah. an advert. You the whole movie is like an advert. You could, yeah, like to visit New York. <laughs> I, isn't yeah, that, isn't that basically pretty much ninety percent of his films? It's like, no, no, don't visit New York. Visit Manhattan. Fuck the other parts. No, shit. nah. <laughs> he's mostly got he's, most of his films. He's got something to say. This one, I honestly don't know. It, it could be like a page from his diary over, you know, that movie Radio Days where he was going through his life and, you know, as a kid and stuff like that. Even that's presented in a much more interesting way. But if this is a sample of Woody's life, where, again, as you said before in the beginning, the characters don't even talk. It, it's, it's so out of place, even for 2020 or 2019 or whenever it was meant to represent. But I know Woody just makes movies for himself. He says, this, I make movies for myself hmm. about what I know, what any director does. But it just, it's so out of phase. I mean, it, it lacked focus. If the point was to illustrate how this guy doesn't want to go, he's just going to be with his girlfriend. And since he cannot be with his girlfriend for the day, ironically, he finds himself in New York. Or oh, sorry, Manhattan, right? But that wasn't emphasized hard enough because it lacks focus. The reason we like Match Point so much, because that movie is razor sharp. Every mm. scene yeah. has yeah. A, a point to it or a metaphor or just a... It's got layers. Every time yeah. you watch it, you notice something different. And the acting is so realistic. Like, yeah, we always praise Woody Allen. Like, he's not English. He he hasn't spent that much time. He visited London many times, but he hasn't spent that much time. He hasn't lived here his whole life. But everybody in the movie just feels like an average Londoner. It just feels real. The very uh, sort of a upper class London lifestyle. Very got that down very well. Do, do you guys have anything to Simon, do you have anything to say about Elle Fanning? Let's just go through all the characters. I want to give the characters their due. Elle Fanning as a girlfriend trying to get this interview with Lev Schreiber. Forgettable. Yeah, she comes off very eager in the role, but it just seems forced. Her whole performance to me just seems that she's just trying too hard. It doesn't seem natural. It just seems like she's reading lines. Have you seen her in a good film, though? Elle Fanning? Yeah. I think I have. Um, I can't remember right now. Was it she in that weird <laughs> sort of... Um... Fashion show model film with the guy at the drive. Oh wait, uh, Neon oh, oh, Demon. Neon Demon. That Neon my, Demon. That that's an excellent movie. That's uh, that year. What is it? Was he good in it? See, that's the that's the the thing. I couldn't recognize her from that. Are you sure uh, that's her? Because that's a that's a really uh, great movie. I watched I watched it. I thought it was really great. I think she's in it. Yeah, I think it's her. Um, just check here. I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, so Liv Schreiber as a crazy director who's having a mental breakdown again. I. Some of the some of the things he said 
I felt like Woody Allen was kind of echoing through that people don't appreciate him and that he hates the movie. He thinks it's a complete trash. <laughs> yeah, he, he has done that before. He's done it many yeah, times. And, He's done it so many times. It's a bit part. So Lee yeah. Schreiber, I don't know. I know he has a TV show that people love, but yeah, Jason Don Joe Donovan was it? Is it Ray Donovan? Ray Donovan. Yeah. yeah it could be any name. It's just any generic white guy name. You yeah. Know? Like, and by the way, it was her in that film. Oh really? It was yeah. her Neon Demon, yeah. El Penny. Yeah. Then, okay. then wow. I feel a bit bad because she was strong in the beginning, but yeah. went more and more forgettable. So I'm like, and I, she's meant to be a character you're not meant to like either throughout the movie because you know what she's gonna do. She's just naive and selfish, and even at the end, when Timothy Chalamet kind of breaks up with her, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell that she isn't really fussed. Like, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. She's sitting in a carriage, and you're just like, bitch, you don't care. Well, she don't care now. Is it? So I didn't see this bit. Does it? She care because she's lost the opportunity with somebody else, or lost the opportunity what? to get the film? What? Because you know, he I, goes into a tirade before that. Why they should break up and why he's not right for her. He dumps a lot of information on her and yeah. then kind of ditches her, and then she's left like it's like she understands what he's saying is right, but it's it just makes her more unlikable because she doesn't run after him first. She's sitting he, there like, uh, it, does he got? Sorry. Does because maybe she just sees him as a maybe she can use him for something. So what do you think, well, Simon? Because you want to say something. Go on. I feel, no, 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 no. I mean, all the assumptions are correct, but basically, I'll tell you, dumb motherfuckers, how real it is. No, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, that basically he found himself, so he knows exactly who he is, but she doesn't know it yet. So what basically he's saying that we need to break up because. You don't want me because who you are is not a good match for who I am. You want to yeah. mingle with movie stars. You want to be a groupie, basically. You, you know, you want to live your life that makes you happy. Go back to the university you love and you will be very successful. I hate that shit. I'm going to stay here in Manhattan and do my own thing. Yeah. And can we just rewind a little bit? The scene where he had the epiphany and become this evil character is when he's with his mom, Cherry Jones, and she divulges something about her past to him, which he didn't understand. And the thing about that scene is I think that acting that she develops and the things she's expressing to him mm. is something that elevates the movie in a very big way. And it just immediately makes you think, why isn't the movie about her? Or why isn't, why isn't she a bigger part of the movie with him? Because yeah, well, she why was didn't much more interested. start with that scene, right? You know what, Simon, that's a great suggestion. If the movie started with that scene and then he went to the city, you know, with her and he was in... I don't know. I think... Or, you know, movie could have just played it back. Oh, it's basically because she's a theater actress, I feel like. And the movie's written like a play. So she can really just carry the scene with dialogue. Where yeah. all these other kids, you know, they're used to special effects, makeup, all this other, you know, stuff going into enhancing your performance. Like you mentioned, Neon Demon. She's so great in that movie. But that um, that uh, director, uh, what is it, Nicholas Winding Riffith? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is a character in the film. Like, his direction is an entity in every scene. When he uses slow-mo, the way he uses lighting, it, it it's alive. Woody Allen likes to pull the camera back and just let the actors That's, play out. Yeah. So these young actors, we see one person who's a talented actress, but forgettable, and then Mr. I'm going to play the piano, even though I suck at it. <laughs> oh, with that bit, yeah. Yeah, it's like, mm -hmm. as in Charlemagne, I'm like, is this guy just imitating what he saw in other Woody Allen movies or 
nothing really stands out. Then comes a, a seasoned theater actress, she reads a dialogue and just becomes the character. And it's uh, interesting, it's captivating. And that's the most memorable scene in the movie. If more actors of that ilk or background would be there, I think the movie would be more effective. But, but it's not just that. What she imparts on him as a character changes him. So oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a pivotal part of the movie. And it's... I'm just when you see that scene in the dailies, okay. I'm talking like I'm some kind of fucking director. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm just like, we got something really special here. We need to rework this movie. But I know Woody Allen, too old, too tired, just like fuck it, just get it out there. You know, he can pull another match point and redo this movie from a different perspective and do it better ten years from now. A rainy day in New York, the Snyder Cut. Dead by them. I think uh, well, that. you never know, but uh, yeah, you know, know, Match Point is a is a second try on uh, crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah, that's yeah. what we say, and people, I, we actually got a comment. Someone saying, "How could you ever compare the two crimes and misdemeanors? So far superior, so far superior." <laughs> is that another Woody Allen film? Yeah, <laughs> you get comments on this. you son of a bitch there's no point in tearing apart the movie anymore I didn't like the movie it wasn't really worth the wait and I honestly was you actually like oh you know no and even when we saw the trailer (laughs) hold on when we did the last recording we even said even when the trailer came out last year we saw him the synopsis everything about it said this is a mediocre Woody Allen movie the only thing I wanted to really bring up this actor the only thing that was like oh my god Jude Law yeah, I like Jude Law. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. I can't even remember him in the movie now. Yeah, yeah. Jude Law in this movie is another waste. Complete waste. He's not, I'm not saying he's bad in the movie, but, but I good. thought he was a big character. I thought he was like D character. Him and Charlemagne be going off each other. No. Uh, he's just there and he isn't. So another waste, but you know. But he wasn't, he didn't seem affected talking about like the controversy with the movie. He didn't really seem that affected. Everyone else got kind of brought down. Selena Gomez was attacked by the Pharaohs. All the women, obviously, were attacked. Mm-hmm. By the fellows in the Me Too movement, how could you do this? Blah blah blah. blah. Tilda B. Charming threw the white flag, said, "Oh, give up." And as for uh, Jude Law, we'll he <laughs> as for Jude Law, he was, like, "I'm Marvel bitch now. I got uh, Captain Marvel." Yeah, 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 here's yeah, a tie yeah, yeah, yeah. back to you, sir. <laughs> <Will? But> I, <laughs> so yeah, do not do not relate me to that film. Yeah, I've got nothing, <laughs> to do with that film, yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with the film. I wish. I don't know what episode of uh, Voice of Mail podcast that was, but guys, I'll I'll link it down below to see what <laughs> yeah. this whole thing with me, Will, and uh, Captain uh, Marvel was about. I keep telling you, man, you need to do that cross promotion. <laughs> you need to let people know you do other stuff. Take the five listeners oh, from we... one and combine it with the three from the other. <laughs> we, already and have tried. we already tried that, Simon. It didn't really take that well. So you can imagine the Woody. Here's a fun fact, Will. People, the reviews we got for this podcast, going behind the curtain, are like, you guys have your hearts in the right place, but you're just amateur. You sound like amateur film film students. I'm like, oh. fucking hey, that's great. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand. That's what you want, isn't it? People that want. I don't really films, care because unfortunately, it's, it, the, the what uh, cracks me up about people is like, look, if you think anything you listen to on the internet is a legitimate review, you are an absolute fucking moron. You know, what, like, is a, what is I a review? That. It's an yeah, opinion. It's just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we on purposely just go and watch the movie, give an opinion. Not No extensive research, no behind the scenes, no like, okay, this is now me factually breaking down the film step by step for you so you can 
analyze it and understand it yeah. from a filmmaker's perspective. I'm like, I'm just telling you what I thought when I watched that movie. Watch the movie for yourself and make up your own mind. Don't wait for somebody online to tell you how to feel or think about people something. Like don't be a freaking sheep. You know, all people these don't want to think for themselves. Yeah, but all the pretentious pricks that pretend like, oh, this this is a review. I'm gonna tell you now what you think, need to think about this movie. I'm like, you know shut the, the fuck up. Make reviewers, yeah. It's like people that uh, study film and study English. Yeah, and they work taught. at Tesco's. Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones that are lucky enough to get a job or whatever. They what they what they're taught at university in places like this is to analyze everything they see. So. If it's English literature, when you read a book, I know people that do English literature, they can't enjoy a book anymore because they just analyze it. So they can't just get into it. They're analyzing every little aspect of it. <laughs> I feel like playing the violin right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people but, that but, watch films do exactly the same thing. They yeah. can't enjoy the film. They have to analyze uh, every little part of it and break it down. People that do all these uh, studies at university that analyze society, yeah. they have to they break society I, I hear what you're saying bit. and before you keep going on it's this tangent because I'm doing the podcast I know I'm just saying no no it's fine because I just want people to understand I've heard the comments you guys should not be allowed to watch Woody Allen movies because <laughs> <laughs> Woody Allen is a uh, I forgot the name beautiful oh <laughs> Wow, that comes is that, later. No, isn't that, isn't that what people are saying? <laughs> no, no I was gonna actually spring him the highest praise and say, Oh, I'm, to... I'm just trying to trigger on them all. That stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they are, trust me. And the... but hey, listen, um, I think just again, as guys who's watched every single Woody Allen movie, this is definitely a lower tier Woody watch. There's so many other Woody Allen movies you can watch. If this was your entry point to Woody Allen, the good news is you got a lot more better films to watch. I'm disappointed, but again, I just don't think it's even worth getting upset about and if you enjoyed the movie great leave us a comment down below let us know why you love the movie a lot of people did like the movie and a lot of people are happy woody allen ironically even after all the uh, controversy and the film getting locked away mm. now he's at the top of his game i'm just it's like i mean the movie's given him this is another one of his best selling movies and the it's only thing I, do you yeah know what, do you know what's funny with this whole lockdown um movie uh like production and um, companies, they're making so much money from this uh, VOD. And they are. They're all thinking, hey, why are we going to cinema for? Why don't we just like let people pay 20 pounds or whatever and yeah. watch it at home? We make like, we're making so much money. So, but that's another discussion. But No, it's true. That's what we've had this discussion on other podcasts. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And Woody Allen, ironically, for someone who's lambosted and hated, his book's selling Im- immensely well. This movie's selling immensely well. The book's very good. I would uh, suggest people that... It's so funny. That's a whole other... The book is on a whole other level. We'll talk about the book later. But yeah, um, the movie's whatever. Simon, I'll let you have the last word before we wrap up this discussion on the movie. A rainy day in New York. I would say, just watch the movie and make up your own damn mind. Because (laughs) like this motherfucker right next to me said... Will, that's who's next to me, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's who's pointing. I'm going to pay you some compliments, this motherfucker, Okay. <laughs> he was <laughs> you were saying <laughs> back on track people break filmmakers make films teachers break down films so don't listen to anybody that breaks down films if anybody who has actual talent and understanding of film will make a film people that try to overanalyze and review things have no clue what they're talking about and they're just giving you their opinion just like us and we're yeah exactly this is not a review this is an opinion we don't we're not pretending to overanalyze the movie. If I want to do some contribute to film, I'll make a film. That's it. 
This is just an opinion. So watch the damn movie and listen to your own opinion. You can, might love it or hate it. Yeah. Basically, what he's, what you just said is people that can't do teach. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, basically what you said. Yeah, so, exactly. I agree with what you but I do like the fact you got them again. I'll wrap up this. You do have them snotty Woody Allen fans that think they're on a whole other level of understanding, and then there's everybody else, and we and we being everybody else shouldn't even be able to talk about these movies. But guess what? But, Fuck you. We're here. We got the podcast. Hey, but you know there's people out there thinking that you're the snooty Woody Allen people. No, no, nah, really, there's, no. There's people that will think everything. So just true, like, but I'm, I'm just saying in the in the, yeah, in the grand yeah, scheme yeah, of things, yeah, yeah. we're not those guys. I wish you could get the snotty Woody Allen people to try to convince Woody Allen that his movies are good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. you don't understand. This guy is the most brilliant artist of the past fifty years. He, he thinks he he, he thinks yeah, his he movies thinks are trash. Yeah. 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 yeah, he would be like, I, I think you know, uh, outside of Stardust memories, they're all just kind of failures. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a waste of Sergoid. You guys really? are really. Uh, what are you gonna say something? I will. No, I agree because if, if you're gonna talk about the book later on, like all. Get the audiobook, I think it's much better because he reads it himself, which is a big part. Which is great, yeah. He does know that he's on audio. Yeah, 12 hours, man. You get your money's worth. That's a... We're going to have a deeper discussion about the audio but book. The film. In, yep. That little bit I saw, thought it was boring. Um, I'm not a massive Woody Allen fan. You know, we just had you on the podcast because you were just in the room. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you were in my so house. if you guys are wondering, why <laughs> the fuck is this guy on the podcast? And I saw two minutes, so I thought, you know what? Let me give my uh, my insight. Your my, two cents. My two cents. <laughs> two pennies. <laughs> Another person of color talking about a Woody <laughs> yeah. Allen movie. Uh, that I didn't hate it. That's a I, win. I like Woody Allen's. For the films I've seen, I enjoy it. Some of them, some one of those, one of my favorite films, like Max Point. I love that film. Yeah. You know, and I watched that film when I was sixteen. And I say the more I watch it, the more it's got it's like an onion. Lovely layers, you know. Lovely layers. Yeah, you cry that much? Okay. I don't cry. That's the same. Anyway, guys, uh with the Allen retrospective, we've reviewed every all the other movies, go on to our playlist on YouTube. We're gonna be talking about the book in time. Uh someone else also have to shout this person out, which I don't even have his name right now. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was just about to say, I'm going to use the power of editing and editing right here. But you could have just edited and just shout out this. But it's more comical and entertaining if I do it naturally and say I forgot. But this guy. Shout out to my brothers out there. Black Lives Matter. We're going to talk about this guy in much more detail. Great Woody Allen is called. By the way, Woody Allen is innocent on YouTube. Uh, tons of views. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw that. Uh, you posted on Facebook. It's like an hour I did post on Facebook as well, yeah. It's two hours and plus, actually. And uh, the guy protests too much, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, it short. You know, like five minutes in, you can tell he's innocent. You don't really need to watch all the one hour of the You need video. to believe all Two women. hours. Two hours. Me too. Hashtag time's up. Exactly. Believe Hashtag. every woman. I'm going to link that video in the description as well fools and you'll have the title and everything but yeah it's been a long time but i'm glad to see the guys talk about the movie we shouldn't have left you huh? it's been a long time we shouldn't have oh, left man. you yeah. <laughs> rest in peace there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah hopefully woody allen's next movie won't take as long so we could talk about that one but yeah we're up. now simon and all the people listening begging us to do it we're finally up to date again and we can actually just talk about them every two years instead of Fucking, we did it all in one year, right? Before, 
old alpha movies? I can't. I don't remember. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me that much. But, you know, save those precious memories. Still trying to win Woody Allen. Woody Allen's your spirit animal. I'm telling you, man. He's right there in your heart and soul. I don't want to go into any anti-Semitic comments, so I'll just keep it there. Okay. All right, we'll wrap the podcast up there, guys. Thanks for listening. (laughs) I mean, you can't... You can't can't say no, it's free by anything. No, I'm just saying, you can't call another person a spirit animal because people will be, like, offended. Jesus, what is this, Simon? Come on. You're not that triggered, are you? I thought you weren't SGW. I'm not triggered. I'm I'm talking about people getting triggered over nothing. You're like, you called Woody Allen an animal? How could you? He's a but He's a human being as well. <laughs> Guys, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the you next one. I was going <laughs> to nice. Simon's <laughs> always head arsehole. You can never take that spot. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh. <laughs>